guess let's do this because I'm really excited to put this whole musical thing behind us forever. Can we? Because <laughs> I, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. This is I Hate It. Let's watch it. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And to get us started, here's our 60 second summary. This week, we have Archie the Musical featuring all original songs and the feeble attempt at plot that we've become accustomed to with musical episodes of Riverdale. Kevin and Clay decide to write an original show to pitch to Principal Featherhead, and they center it around Archie for some reason despite him being literally the least interesting character of the season compared to his classmates. When Kevin initially tries to frame Archie's journey around his choice between Veronica and Betty, Archie confesses that his deepest personal struggle is actually choosing between basketball and poetry, and the show ultimately inspires him to give up on basketball and commit to poetry outside of the show. Betty and Veronica find their own clarity offstage, with the musical bringing their special bond and sudden romantic relationship question mark to the surface. But Cheryl and Tony become frustrated when Kevin asks them to hide their special bond on stage and respectfully remove themselves from the production. Behind the scenes, Kevin is going through the personal trauma of his parents' divorce and so he takes it really hard when Featherhead rejects his musical in favor of a more traditional show. But the whole gang comes together to support him and each other for an emotional final number of love and friendship. And now it brings us great joy to utter these words, we are officially done with the Riverdale musical episodes forever. It's the last musical that we ever have to see. That's literally how it opened. <laughs> we should do this whole episode as a musical. It's just saying all of our thoughts. <laughs> I was, for my regular reasons, like I wasn't hung over or anything, but I start the episode yesterday and I'm like, oh God, like <laughs> right away. And then like after the first song, I got actually nauseous and I'm like, I don't know if this is just like... <laughs> my medicine or is it a coincidence that like this is really not going to go well if this is how I feel this entire episode it got better I guess (laughs) yeah okay so I'm just going to give my overall impressions before we start digging into details okay in the scheme of the musical episodes this is definitely not the worst I don't think it was the best I think For me, I liked the first musical episode that they did, which was Carrie the Musical. Yeah, that was a good one. Because it was all of the musical performances happened in rehearsals for the musical. so Or during it. Like it wasn't like regular day to day singing. Yeah, (laughs) Um, which always bothers me. And then I thought the next to normal one in season five was okay as well. Mm. I think probably because of the stellar acting that Lily Reinhardt and uh, what's her name who plays Alice? Uh, Madison. Yes. Uh, yes. That whole story was very affecting. And so it was um, it was one of the less painful <laughs> musical episodes to witness. But I, I would put this episode sort of on a par with maybe those because okay. I appreciated that the music was written specifically for these people and their struggles but I it, it was just a whole lot of nothing which was kind of is yeah there was the really theme of this season <laughs> they had to write the episode around the songs and it really had no base at all because I mean the whole point obviously is that Kevin is trying to get Principal Featherhead to let them do something other than Oklahoma which is fair or, yeah <laughs> And he kind of like said, well, if I could do my like an original and he basically has to workshop it first, obviously. And, you know, I still don't know how he sold it. I mean, I guess he sold it on the whole like all American type of vibe. Right. But he he's selling it on like it's Archie's life. 
and I found that like the worst person to yes. make a play after. Absolutely. <laughs> like considering some of the people that we have currently in this season and the struggles that they're going through, comparatively, Archie hasn't really been going through anything all that major. And when you when you break it down to what they wanted to centralize the show about, it was either his choice between Betty and Veronica, which, by the way, has like not been a thing for weeks now. No, that's been kind of dead. Yeah, actually. like he hasn't been interested in Veronica in a lot. I guess they did have that kiss randomly at some mm-hmm. point. But that's not been an active component of the plot this season. And then the other decision that he's waffling between is whether he should focus on his poetry or his basketball. And again, very recent, not something mm-hmm. that we've been dealing with the entire time. And also just very low stakes in terms of investment, like emotional investment yeah. needed. <laughs> so. A compelling scene or scenes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know that they couldn't have done a musical about Cheryl and Tony coming out. and Although that lesbians. song was one of my favorites. I'm not even going to lie. It was good, but it was annoying because it was like, why? Like, they can't put this in the show. Right. He's like, <laughs> I wrote it so that you wouldn't bitch at me, but like, we can't perform it. So, And I don't know why and- Cheryl and Tony were surprised by this. They acted like right. they were like offended that they weren't going to be performing. And it. it's like, how could you? I mean, you literally yeah. just went through last week. Where your dad... I was going to say, where you had to deny, like, hardcore deny. Yeah, I thought that Kevin was going to say, we're going to have to perform this in our fake couples that we've arranged and, like, not Mm -hmm. to our actual partners. And then all of a sudden, Cheryl and Tony decide, like, well, we don't want to pretend. We pretend in our everyday life. We don't want to have to pretend here, too. And it's just like, well, what did you think this was going to be? Your your grand coming out performance? Like, what is happening? Yeah, and I... Yeah, I had like three favorite. Well, not favorite. Favorite's very strong. Yeah. (laughs) But three songs that I felt made it tolerable. But again, the way we open up, I don't know if it was the lyrics or just the overexertion of choreography that I didn't know they had the power to perform. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, oh God, what's the word? I don't want to say cringy. No, but it was. no, but it was kind of hokey. I, I thought hokey. Yeah. Yes, that's a good one. That's a good. Yeah, just kind of like a little bit extra, a little bit over the top. And I think this is something that bothers me too with the Riverdale musicals is that when they do stuff like this, it's so obvious that they're lip syncing. And I feel like, yeah, uh, I feel like that just takes you out of the moment a little bit. Like the scene where Betty is getting ready for school in the morning, she's like flinging all over her room and like spinning and twirling. And it's like, there's no way she's singing (laughs) while she's doing this. It's a lot. Yeah. Archie's mannerisms during his portions of a lot of the songs just the snapping and like the real like he's head such a bobbing. Goober. He's such a such goober. a goober. <laughs> it was tough to watch. Like when he's when I knew he was singing primarily, I couldn't really like look at the screen <laughs> because if I have to listen to these really corny lyrics, then I I don't want to watch you perform. Them. Well, I have to say I don't. I didn't really know what to expect from this episode because going in, I almost thought that it was going to be like the Buffy musical episode where. The music, like the music is part of the episode. It's not like they're performing a musical or rehearsing for a musical. The music was just going to be like ingrained in the episode. So when the, when it started and Archie's like, da, 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 senior year. And it's just like, wait, they're, 
they're seniors. It's the end of the school year. Like what is ha- like what is time right now? Because they were definitely. Oh, not I was getting- so confused. <laughs> yeah, and so when when it cuts to the rehearsal and Kevin's like, "So that was great," and Archie was like, "Why are we doing senior year when we're juniors?" I was like, "Okay, thank God somebody said it because I was gonna- right." And I was gonna <laughs> say summer. <laughs> yes, like, right. Like it was summer just, was just summer. Everything. I was so confused. And then, like, with Betty and her ponytail, I'm like, her hair's not long. What are we doing? <laughs> like, I was so confused. And then Veronica's bangs got worse. Uh-oh. I don't know if that's possible. But there was just more of, like, a flatness to them. They didn't protrude out as much. I have less and less patience for them, so I think they look worse every week. But I think that's just me being like, I hate them <laughs> even more this time. I think I over... I looked at them more during their... um, Oh, well, are we ready to get into that yet? Or should we... Because I I have a lot... I mean, I feel like there is no set plot to this episode to follow. The only real element here is Kevin's parents going through a divorce. We finally get to meet Mrs. Keller after seven seasons. (laughs) We see Mrs. Keller in the 50s. But even this, I only kind of felt the emotions towards the end of the episode in that final uh, musical number that they do but yeah throughout it was just I don't know I felt like the music was weirdly thrown in the musical was distracting from this really emotional storyline for Kevin which I think we could have spent more time with because we don't really know why his parents divorced he does have that emotional conversation with his mom is it my fault my fault right I mean and Again, he doesn't really get an answer. No, yeah, she's kind of like, no. oh. <laughs> she's like, of course not. It's between me and your dad, but we don't know like what happened between the Kellers. No, and they they sit down with him and just blatantly say, well, the papers are signed already. It's a done deal. Right. Like he never even got a discussion out of them to the possibility of them working it out, or no. it just went from. It's happening to it's done. They seemed like they were on relatively decent terms with each other, too. They they were yeah, civil. Yeah, so I'm curious what, yeah. Yeah, but they made the it actual... sound like it's totally irreconcilable, like it's over, yada, yada. And it was just like, oh, okay. But I felt like, I felt like this was shoehorned in and that it should have been more important than it ultimately was because Mm -hmm. like it doesn't really do anything and also it just seems like sheriff keller is a different person in this episode because you would think that his son writing a musical for the high school to perform would fall under a category of behavior that he has not historically been very comfortable with in this season you know that's like the yes, intersection exactly. of gay men and theater is is very common. So it, that's really the only thing of consequence that was going on. And it was not developed enough, I don't think. Right. It was the only thing that didn't have a musical accompaniment. Oh, thank God. I mean, imagine if his parents had uh, right, done like a little duet a little... about I know, Kevin, right? we still love you, but we got a split. <laughs> right, Banana split. <laughs> They did talk to him at Pops. So I that know that's perfectly. But yeah, it was sad to have this like very serious moment, and we don't really get we don't really even get his react. I mean, we kind of do at the end that last song. Even Clay, kind of. I love when they. I'm going all over the place, but when they workshop it finally, and they realize that <laughs> Julian's a better Archie than Archie. <laughs> Which I mean, agree. <laughs> When they did their like side by side singing, yes, and then they do the shower scene. I'm like, yeah. whoa, 
365 did this way better. <laughs> but it's just them, like, miming each other, like, slamming on the wall. And the water just, like, pouring down on them. I'm like, this could be so worse than what they are trying to explain here. But you could take that however you want. But it's just them basically fighting through music. Right. Like, yeah, I can do anything better, better than you kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. I really and, like, liked just... that number. I mean, I, I think... I told you I was absolutely shocked at the voice that came out of Julian Blossom. I, yeah. I couldn't believe how good he sounded. And he's he's not acting like a tool anymore, I guess. No, which I was surprised. I thought he was going to fight this, like, how Jughead was basically like, I'm not into this shit. Goodbye. Loves that, by the way. Thank you, that Jughead. Was, oh, the line he said yeah. um, was... <laughs> no lower art form than American <laughs> musical comedy. And I found that so fucking hilarious. And you could tell, like, it just, even the performance in the beginning. Yeah, well, he hates singing. He's always He hated. hates singing. Yeah, it's like, but it was just so uncomfortable because you knew he hated it so yes. much. They allowed him to sit out, I think, like, the first, definitely the first one. But I don't know. I think maybe he had a slight role in the second one. And, like, they tried to keep it minor. But I feel mm-hmm. like he's had increasingly bigger parts in the musicals and he's probably hated every <laughs> second of it. So the fact that they took him out of this one and he was just in that first number and the last one. But in the last one, he was singing as part of a group, so he probably wasn't even really singing. Right. And it was them as the, like, I mean, it was more of like a, a personal moment than like yes. for the actual performance of a play right. uh, musical. But yeah, it was just it was hard to see. So they do the performance. Clay is, plays Jughead, and <laughs> which is so <laughs> Julian. <laughs> Julian plays Archie. And to be honest, it was a great performance. Yeah. They did a great job. And then you see, which I got a little confused by this. Mm-hmm. We see Principal Featherhead like clapping it up, loving it. Right. But then he meets, and it's like this weird change of scene because I felt like it was a dream sequence. The way they went into his office. It was so dark in there, too. There dark. No lights. He got super serious and nasty. And he was like, nope, the commies are, there's no way we could do this. And I'm like, fuck the commies. But like, there's no way we could do this. It's going to be Oklahoma. People are going to shut, you know, they're not going to show up to some no-name musical. They're going to show up to two performances of Oklahoma. Right. It's like, fuck off. But to go from being so excited to then just totally switching your demeanor behind closed doors was so fucked up. And I felt horrible. Yeah. So when he comes in to tell them, like, we're not doing this, enjoy singing about wheat, which I found was really funny. <laughs> Clay immediately is like, guys, his parents are fucking getting divorced. Like, he yeah, didn't well, waste time. Because Kevin kind of loses his shit. And he's like, you guys have been Rightfully so, I felt like. Yeah. And honestly, I was kind of on his side because, like, pretty much every musical number that he had everybody sing, the person who was singing it was like, this is all wrong. You got this totally wrong. Here's what it should be. And here's what it should be about. And then even yeah. Veronica and Betty, Veronica had somebody else write her song Cole with Porter. Betty. Like, so fucking rude. So, like, I get it. He's been coming up against resistance the entire time. And now the project has been completely scrapped. So I understood where his frustration was coming from. And then it was, of course, amplified by the trauma he was suffering from his parents' divorce. But I did think it was kind of wild that Clay just kind of aired that dirty Outed laundry. Dirty, yeah. In front of everybody. He's like, well, shut the. He basically wanted to be like, guys, shut the fuck up. He's sad. He's like in a really bad place right now. But it was just, it, yeah, it was interesting for. He didn't skip a beat. 
He told yeah. me immediately. <laughs> Just came right out with that. So I hope Kevin yep. was okay with it because now everybody knows. <laughs> In his Jughead yes. garb, which you couldn't really take him seriously with. No, um, yeah, he looked like a doofus. I mean, even Jughead looks like a doofus now wearing that stupid hat. Yeah. I prefer the beanie. <laughs> Yeah, the beanie's definitely better. I will say though, I did I, I just I love Kevin and Clay. I love them. I love Clay. I'm really sad we only got a season of him. They're cute together. I, I feel like Clay is a little bit pompous <laughs> at times. Mm-hmm. I think maybe seeing him in that black literary society kind of steamrolling the entire conversation. Yeah, I mean that's where he shines. Was a so little bit obnoxious stay- for me. And then when Kevin assumed that clay had written the poem that archie wrote like they're just kind of like they ha- they're yeah, a little bit annoying I think they're, meant, they're annoying but meant for each other Maybe. like it's that kind of dynamic yeah perhaps i'm fine with it i'm okay with not not having more of it <laughs> i guess we can get a little more into archie too just his he's having an issue with all the songs and him having to make a decision he's like why does it have to be between this and this and they give him a song where he's literally gonna bone every girl in riverdale Oh Did my you god! That? That's like all the songs, like the prom night song and the one that originally the Betty Valentine's brought, Day, yeah. like yeah, yeah, something like that. But it was kind of cool because it gave the vibe of that Archie to Riverdale and back again, where they kind of like they don't hate each other, yeah, but they they were there There's on a rivalry. mission, kind of yeah. yes, mm-hmm. and you saw it a little bit and it was more comic book esque. So I I didn't mind that, but he's sitting at pops. This was fucking hilarious. And it was also the <laughs> only interaction he's had with Jughead one-on-one Seriously. this entire season. Um, he's sitting at Pops and luckily not singing, but he's sitting there and he orders a grilled cheese and Pops comes over and is like, well, you want super salad with that? Yeah. And the how torn he is between soup and salad, I couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, obviously... You know, it's supposed to mean the basketball and the poetry. Like, that's what we're supposed to relate it to. But (laughs) it was just funny that Jughead comes over and is like, bro, it's not a matter of what you're deciding between. It's that you're just constantly in this position to have to decide. And it sucks and whatever, but that's, you have to. Yeah, you're an adult. You have to pick. You have to pick. Yeah, you have to make a decision. And, like, this is funny because this is a thing that has literally plagued Archie since day one. He just isn't capable of making a decision about anything. And so... Anything. To boil it down to a decision between Super Salad is just so funny to me because it's like, now he can't even do this. And then he just runs out. He's like, Pop, just wrap it up right. to me. And then Jughead's and like... And poor Pop uh, is I guess just I'll standing there the- like, what the fuck, man? And then, yeah, Jughead's like... I'll right, you everything. just took 20 <laughs> minutes to decide. Yeah, so he basically... And I guess we will find out what he ends up. Well, he does. Yeah, he, does he chooses He chooses poetry. He tells Uncle Frank he's not going to be on the basketball team anymore. Uncle Frank is devastated, obviously. Calls him a beatnik poet, yeah. which was a little rough. A little rough. A little bit, but I actually thought it could have been worse if he had gone with a more like homophobic slur. <laughs> oh, there, oh, there could have been a much worse description yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean... It is what it is, but yeah. <laughs> it was a very Troy Bolton moment of, you know, like, mm-hmm. this is your dream, not mine. So, yeah, I guess Archie's on the right. But, and then he also approaches Betty and Veronica and is like, by the way, this whole love triangle thing, like, I'm just really not in in a mindset where I can be kissing anybody right now. So I'm just going to not kiss anybody. And it was just like, OK, okay. <laughs> Fine. Don't worry, we're just going to kiss each other. Oh, okay, let's get into that now. 
I was dreading it. I was trying to avoid it as much as possible. I actually thought I I was relieved because initially it just kind of seemed like they were just trying to focus on their friendship. That's what I thought until it got physical. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it turned sexual and it was just like, uh, oh, no, this is not yeah. anywhere I wanted to go. So after the Valentine's Day song fiasco, yeah. Veronica is like, this is what you think we think about and talk about and care about is like who gets to go to a dance with Archie or go out with Archie honestly though in Kevin's defense that's how it was for a while well it hasn't really been that way this season like for like an episode or two I I would have understood it more in other seasons like the yeah first probably season. like the beginning yeah the first or second so I mean whatever but Veronica's like I'm gonna have my friend Cole Porter write us a much better song I liked the song. I liked, I liked the it. song, but I was confused by the scene because what they were singing in the song really had nothing to do with what was going on. So the, the scene they're playing out is that Betty and Veronica are both running against each other initially for class president class or president. something. And ultimately they combine their platforms and decide to run as co-presidents. But they're singing about feeling alone and like nobody really sees them or understands them. Yes, they're invisible and all this Yeah, stuff. which again, great song, but like I, I was very confused as to how that matched what they were doing running for class president together because there really Maybe. wasn't like a positive resolution in the song of like, and then I found you and now I don't feel invisible anymore. Like there wasn't even that <laughs> at the end. They just continued <laughs> feel sad and alone <laughs> maybe them coming together they're no longer like as a team they're no longer invisible well I understand that like I, I get that but that's not what they were singing like there's no line in the song and they don't need to be a couple for that either no yeah they just the song didn't relate that but again the song kind of ends where I guess they're both doing like their acceptance speech on the steps outside yeah. And then they turn to each other and like hold hands. Right. Yeah. And, th and then like it, gazing longingly at each other. And then you like the universe is behind them, all these stars and like night sky. Yeah. And it's like, and then they kiss and you're like, what the yeah, fuck what is, is happening? <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, again, uh, we could see it coming. And this is what drove me nuts about this episode, I think, because any of the other ones of the other musical episodes, they took a musical and they threw it into the plot already. But the plot wasn't really jumbled because of it. It was them working on a play. They were singing, but then they also had their normal whatever. Yes. Because this musical is based on their lives, mm -hmm. I am confused what is real and what is the musical. <laughs> I think that's where I'm trying to go with this because... Yeah. Will this go into next week? Will any of these little side stories? Yes. I mean, obviously Archie's will, but are they a couple now? Or is this what we're dealing with next week? Or I don't know. Two weeks, whatever. Because they, they come out of this kind of, I don't want to say fantasy sequence, but I guess like musical sequence and yeah. where they're rehearsing it in uh, in the chorus room or whatever. And they're both like staring deeply in, into each other's eyes and they're like, oh my God, what the hell was that? And then later they have a conversation. Betty's like, or Ver I think Veronica says, can we talk about what happened in there? And Betty's like, oh my God, it yeah. It was so primal. <laughs> when she yes. said it was primal, I was like, oh God. Yeah, so like they're still sort of continuing this 
sexual energy vibe. And so I don't know exactly what that means for them going forward, but I just think it's very, very strange because I kind of liked the idea that they were bringing to the forefront the importance of their friendship and how their friendship is more significant than whatever they had with Archie, right. whatever either one of them had with Archie, etc. So I thought that was a nice idea, but then taking it to this place what what, and what are we Kevin doing and clay didn't see them kiss it was only in no. like the dream yes. sequence of it unless okay. they were all having that same vision <laughs> that's unclear right, to like, me was kevin and clay supposed to see what we saw right was that scripted is that the scene that kevin envisioned playing out for the song then again he only just heard the song right that was the first time okay yeah the song right yeah so Maybe that's why it didn't match with the scene. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Like they saw it that way and Kevin saw it a different way. Yeah, like Kevin wrote that scene for a different song. <laughs> or Yeah, that's why I probably jumped into like romance, yeah. even though it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> it was still supposed to be a rivalry situation. And then we are all of a sudden they're making out. Yeah, at the we podium. are literally inventing a better story for this musical. Uh, <laughs> we do it. First of all, we do that every episode. I know, I know. It doesn't even have to be the musical. I know. I'm trying to think. I mean, that was it. Like, again, it wasn't really a plot-based episode. No. And and again, you know, we haven't seen anything else of the Milkman. We, we didn't do anything with comic books this week. I will admit something to you, though. What? Did you cry at the end? I did. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'll let this one slide because I almost cried at the end because I initially was not feeling it and then I think maybe there was like one moment where Casey Cod is so good and oh amazing his his facial expression at one point he just looks so wrecked and sad while they were all trying to sing to him and be like we're here for you bro and it it did get to me to a point where like my eyes started to water a little I was like oh my god what are you doing don't do yeah I mean I wasn't I, I wasn't sobbing or anything but it was like even the title it's called our song it, it was just it, it was the more realistic musical number for yes. the group. And I liked it a lot. It gave Kevin the recognition. I feel like he deserved overall mm-hmm. throughout everything. I mean, we always say he gets the shit under the stick with his storylines and all that. And I think this was one of those big moments where it's like, finally, we are recognizing Kevin despite everything else. I mean, it sucks. His parents had to get divorced for him to get this fucking attention. But yeah. It was just a matter of all of this happening. Like he, the musical got shot down. His parents are getting divorced. It was just so much shit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to see them all come together for him, despite them, we said bickering, before, <laughs> right, and telling him they didn't like the musical numbers, or you know, just leaving it all together. And yeah, and again, seeing the assholes come together too, like you saw Julian <laughs> yeah. in there, and like everybody was He's changed. You know, it was a night. Yeah, that coma did a lot. Yeah, an him. Ebenezer um, Scrooge coma. But yeah, I did. I did really like that song. And it was funny because you go first. Oh, no, I I was going to say, I feel like this was one of the successful songs in this episode. And I think the reason is that it wasn't part of the musical, the Mm -hmm. musical that Kevin was writing. And I really think they had the opportunity. They were literally writing original music. They could have just written songs that went with a plot instead of writing a plot that went with these musical songs. Like, what Mm -hmm. are you doing? You finally had creative freedom to embed these songs into the plot in such a 
real way. And yet we're, we're doing these goofy, like we want Archie to take us to the prom. And it's like, what is this? And I get, I think, like I said earlier, it was probably his attempt at this all American thing. But at the same time, don't even make it about Kevin writing a musical. Just yeah, put put these songs in a regular. Just episode. have them sing in their day to day. Yes, because that's how that last song was, and that's how. Yes. We, that's that's why we liked exactly. it exactly because it was real. But that it, moment was real. The musical numbers, it, otherwise, we didn't know what to think if they were real or not real, and like what. And the song that Clay and Kevin write for Cheryl and Tony that wasn't yep. going to be part of the show, and it was literally just like them singing to each other. So again, those songs were real, and like everything else, it was like what? Like what do we? what are we doing with this like this is now still a waste of my time because yeah we're not advancing the plot at all we're just fucking around with musicals right even the archie songs yes it involved his dilemma of making a choice but it would have been better had the scenes that he sang in be about him dealing with the choices as opposed to just singing and reenacting things that kevin thought he was thinking (laughs) yeah like i don't know but i did i love that last song and this is what i was going to bring up to you i'd seen on twitter somebody put a screenshot of the last song of each musical episode Mm -hmm. and was like ranking them or you know what was your favorite Mm -hmm. and you bringing up earlier next to normal that i would have to put that end song Mm -hmm. with this end song is like up there yeah because yeah they just seem that they fit the storyline a lot better and even next to normal like it it's a production but for some reason that fit yeah the the plot, the plot lines the were similar enough and it did bleed over into the other like i remember jughead and tabitha singing like one of the duets and it was like oh no and then veronica sang one of those oh, stupid so like it wasn't perfect but it was definitely better than some of the other like Hedwig and the angry inch like that 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 was that was a reach I mean I do love that I've seen that musical I I enjoyed a lot but it didn't need to be in Riverdale it didn't fit here so sorry I just had to kill a daddy long legs (gasps) that was on my wall oh no I know your biggest fear all of a sudden like I just see my periphery I'm like oh let me get that real quick oh no yeah before it goes out of sight and then you don't know where where it is I usually keep spiders in my house just because they're good luck but it was too close to my bed. So Did a spider like tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a dream some at some point. Spiders are good luck, Dawn. Let us live. But yeah, back to this. I think that's it. I don't have anything else to say about this episode. I'm very glad to be done with the musicals. I mean, I'm sure we might get another musical number here or there, but this was their last chance and they biffed it as usual. Mm-hmm. It's just a metaphor for the whole show, really. You know, this is their last season and they biffed it. Yeah, I will say there was one line from the Archie, one of the Archie songs, where he goes, where it's him deciding between Betty and Veronica. Oh, and for wait, I think I know what you're going to say. I can't wait. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Sometimes I want cotton candy. Sometimes I crave onion rings. (laughs) But it's the fact that like Betty is the cotton candy (laughs) and Veronica's the onion ring. Yes. And you're just like, wow, that packs a punch right there seriously like that's not flattering that's not a nice thing to say about somebody i mean i love onion rings but you're thinking greasy fried fatty food yeah i don't know if maybe they were going for the jewelry analogy i think they were going with the fact that veronica always mentions them when she brings up pop does she there was a couple of times i think in the beginning 
Oh, damn, Dawn. Season what one. the fuck is this memory coming back to you? Season one, when she talks about Pops, she says something about their onion rings. And then I forget if it was after the time jump and they came back. And she was trying to sell Chad on it. Uh, Chadwick. Chad. Yeah. Yeah, Chad. yeah, Chadwick. And she brings up the fucking onion rings. Like, she's obsessed mm. with Pops' onion rings. So I just found that funny that, like, okay, you're relating Betty to Cotton Candy. I get that. But then, like, really, you're going to use the onion rings against her? Yeah. Come on. That was rough. I, that was I, rough. I, yeah. I, I cackled. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad she brought that up because I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I wasn't really listening to lyrics, and then that just hit, and I was like, fuck, I have to write this one down. I did think the lyrics were decent, and actually, the I think it might have been that song, though. One of Archie's songs about making up his mind was, like, really a bop, and I was like, oh, I would download this and listen to this in my daily life, <laughs> because I, I like the beat. I like the melody. Yeah, I'm kind of excited, though. Well, we have a week break, but... Yay! <laughs> The next episode is just, again, not plot related at all, but it's about Miss Riverdale and right. they're all competing. I and love their dresses. Like, love the dresses. And I think like the whole thing is going to be that Alice is not letting Ethel um, yeah, participate. For so some it's them reason. trying to get, yeah, it's them trying to basically band together to get her involved. But also, like, the preview just shows the guys all, like, oogling at the TV. And it's just so fucking funny. So hopefully that's a fun, upbeat episode with nothing really depressing going on. Yeah, I mean, it's all kind of garbage at this point. Especially because I did see that one article indicating that we're going to be in the 50s for the rest of the season. I mean, it makes sense. It's So I don't know how they're going to end this. And, like... Upsetting. Like I said, it's got to be a dream. It's got to be a dream. Now there's gonna the whole show. There's gonna be like flashes to other timelines, apparently. So I don't know what that means. Whatever. I'm scared. I don't know, but it it just feels like such a waste of time and such a misadvertisement of the season when you think about that very first episode where where Tabitha appeared and she was like, I gotta untangle some timelines and then we can get back home. And well, she's taking a very long yeah, time. Yeah, she's taking her sweet ass time with it. And at this point, what is the point of even, you know, that whole thing, you know? Like, yeah. why even bother addressing it? Because we're not going to address it ever I again. I feel like it would have been more interesting had she not tell Jughead, like, okay, I got to wipe your memory. I got to men in black you right now. And then you, because you can't, you're going to fuck up the timelines if you bring up anything from the, the future. But I feel like it would have been more interesting if in episodes here and there, little things came out where he slipped. And then you see how that unwrap. Like, I think I don't know. I just feel like it no, would have made it more interesting. No, you're right. I do think. Uh, but that's what I mean. I think they misrepresented how the season was going to unfold by putting that in the first episode and kind of making you think that, OK, we're working towards this end and that along the way we might be addressing some of these social mm-hmm. issues that were supposed to be changed. I don't know. I think they should have done that because what what was the point? What is the point? Yeah. I yeah, I'm going to be very very curious about that finale. I'm salty. I'm already salty. I'm pre-salted. 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 Like a good old nut, like a good old onion ring. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, so obviously we have a break next week, but we are going to take an episode to cover the show that a lot of people are talking about. <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> and not in a good way that I've seen in its entirety and that 
I'm very angry about, and I'm glad we can discuss it because I do need to talk to somebody about it, and that is The Idol. Five episodes of trash that I am, I cannot wait, I really can't wait to actually talk about this with somebody. Yes, and we're just going to do it all in one episode. Yeah. And that's mostly for our mental health because we just don't, we don't want to put anyone through having to do individual episodes. <laughs> no. When there's only five. It could have been a movie. Mm-hmm. It basically feels like a five hour movie because it is, oh my God, it, it starts slow. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's, it, oh, it's, we will discuss. I mean, given it's five episodes, it might be a long episode depending on how you feel about it, but I have things <laughs> to say. Great. So uh, I'm excited about that. So that will be next week. And then I do have a pod pick of the week this week. Woohoo! Flicks and Friends. We have Dustin, Paul, and Sean, and they kind of, they're in the same vibe as us. They are primarily movies. Actually, they're only movies, but they do any kind. All genres, and they have great guests, and their banter is hilarious, and you got to check them out. So don't forget to check the post with all of their links that I'll provide. Of course, you know where to find us and all of our updates. I have attempted to join Threads. Oh no, we're on Threads too now? We are on Threads and I even wrote, everybody on Twitter knows that I wrote this because I said, honestly, I can't keep up with another fucking social media site, (laughs) but if it's nice to know that there is a more efficient backup if Twitter were to officially go down. I don't see it happening. No. But Again, it's better than Hive when they attempted that Hive bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it does have it does have the Twitter, but like you can't delete, you can't the minute you sign up for it, you can't get rid of it. Oh, you'd fun. have to delete your you'd have to delete your Instagram <laughs> to get rid of it. Oh, so that's why I'm not doing it on my personal shit Smart. because yeah, uh, I yeah, yeah, you don't want to commit to once that. Once I heard that, <laughs> no, but yeah, so. Again, you know we're still on Twitter. That's where I'm gonna. That's where all of our shit is. Like <laughs> that is my. That's my safe haven. But everywhere else, you know. And yes, is there anything you'd like to add? Yes, friendly reminder: Seven Eleven is free Slurpee Day. So head on down to your local Seven Eleven and get yourself free Slurpee. There you go. I mean, we are helping them out today. I'm a blue raspberry gal myself. I like the the blue Ooh. raspberry Slurpees. Yummy yum. I haven't had a Slurpee in God only knows how long. Seriously, I, I haven't had them in a while either, but there is a 7-Eleven right down the block from me, so I might mosey on and get myself a Slurpee, and if you just throw some vodka in there, it's a... It's a nice little alcoholic slushy for you. I've done that on occasion. That or the Dunkin' Refreshers. <laughs> yeah, so enjoy your 7-Eleven day. Yes. And until then, that's Endgame. game.